Saturdays, simplification. The action, clean. The outcome, increase efficiency. The attitude, happiness. Beauty of style and harmony and grace and good rhythm depend on simplicity. Imagine you're about to leave the house for an important dinner with your friends. Maybe it's someone's surprise party or a gender reveal, but the bottom line is the event's important. Right before you walk out the door, you remember you're not wearing the shirt you swore you'd wear. You run upstairs and throw the door open to see a complete and total mess. Half of your closet is on your bed, shoes are littered randomly on the floor like landmines, and that one chair in your room has a pile of clothes that you're constantly mistaken for a person in the middle of the night. After about 20 minutes of throwing clothes around like you're on a game show on Nickelodeon, you finally come up with the shirt. That's wrinkled. You rush to your closet and you spend another five minutes looking for the iron. You spend the next 10 minutes filling the iron with water, waiting for it to heat up, ironing your shirt, and putting the iron back in its spot. You rush out to the event and pull up just in time to get yelled at about missing the group photo. So many of us have fallen victim to this exact situation, but oddly enough, we think our messy habits are only affecting our room's cleanliness. If our computer has too many programs running, it crashes. If too many cars drive on the same road, we end up with gridlock traffic. If a cup is already full and someone keeps pouring liquid into it, it shall runneth over. The point I'm making is that nothing gets done if too much is trying to get done. In most matters, we are limited creatures with finite resources. So to get the most out of both these resources and ourselves, we have to limit what we spend them on. Less is more is one of the more paradoxical sayings around. But it's true when applied correctly. We've all woken up with the enthusiasm and energy to have a great, productive day. And after about 5 p.m., we realize we haven't got to have the things we've planned to. Then our week falls victim to the same problem. The month follows and so on and so forth until we look back on our lives and realize how many things we never got a chance to do. This has been an issue since the beginning of time. And I don't think it's going to get any better anytime soon. So how do we avoid this sickness of metaphysical surplus? The first step is to change our diets. I don't mean our physical diets with food and drinks. But let's use that as an example to start. Most trainers say that the key to appearing fit is having a good diet. So if you're pursuing a six pack to complete your hard earned summer body, why eat foods that make your stomach flabby? Now take this logic and apply it to your mind, spirit and soul. You are what you eat doesn't stop at our pantry choices. We have to realize that as a species, our diet or what we consume on every level affects who and what we are. This knowledge is more important than ever because of the buffet of information social media provides us with. If you were to open Instagram and steadily scroll down your feed for just one minute, you would see 40 plus videos and pictures. Our brain logs all this information, whether we're aware of it or not. Now let's think of that same idea in the sense of food. You wouldn't fill your plate with shrimp, yogurt, peanut butter and jelly, tomato soup and collard greens all at once. This analogy illustrates how your brain feels when your feed is littered with posts that have no correlation to one another. Why else would it be called a social media feed? According to statistics.com, the average person spends about 145 minutes on social media a day. So 
For a little over two hours a day, the average person is consuming information on everything from politics to fashion to sports and so on and so forth. What do you think this does to our ability to make concrete decisions? What do you think this does to our attention span and our ability to connect with different individuals? This world is not what it used to be. We see so much more than what the daily paper offered at a much higher clip. People are more multifaceted than ever because of the ever-growing appetite social media feeds. It's human nature to push boundaries. So a lot of what we see is not only entertaining, but also enticing. We see that so-and-so started a podcast and think, I can do that. One of our friends shows off their abs they slaved over. All of a sudden, we're in the mood to do some crunches. I'm not knocking this way of thinking. This kind of competitiveness drives progress. But too many decisions to make in a limited amount of time overwhelms our minds. If we ask the world to tell us what we want, we're going to get every answer under the sun. We have to first identify what we truly want for ourselves. And one of the easiest ways to do this is to start identifying what we don't want. What is an immediate no in our book? What situation did we just walk out of that we swore we wouldn't end up in again? Once the obvious is out of the way, we can start with the real work.